so excited about today's episode because we have our friends Jacob and Neely and Jason is joining me as well. Hello. So we are going to have a party. Are you guys ready to party? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right. So they're going to just share their story and we're just going to have a real conversation about marriage, about infertility, about family, about emotions. Um, we're just going to cover all the topics, whatever comes out. And so we're just excited to have you guys along with us. Absolutely. And I hope that you'll open your hearts and that you'll receive something incredible um, to walk in your own story and your own journey. All right. So Jacob and Neely, welcome. Thank we're you. We're so Thank glad you. to have y'all. <laughs> and I would love to just hear um, how you guys met. Like, tell us like quickly, like how y'all met and kind of just like you're, okay, we met, we dated, engaged, married. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. So first time I saw Neely, I was working in tech arts at Gateway Church, and she was auditioning to be on the worship team. And at first when she started singing, I was like, wow, she is amazing. And I thought she's too old she for me. she can sing. Yeah, she can. <laughs> yeah. She can let those vocal sing. cords she can sing. ring. Sing. Yes. And at the time I was... 19 and I thought she was in her early 20s and I was like man she's too old for me like there's no way I could get her and then and then I find out she was 16 at the time and then I'm like dang it she's too young <laughs> and so I'm like I don't now I'm gonna have to wait young. and yeah. so uh and so yeah that was it and I met her I even walked her to the room I did not remember him. but she didn't remember and so oh, that's funny. that was in February of 2013 fast forward to August there was a summer production at Gateway. Mm. She was on. She was in the ensemble, and she was sitting on the floor. And I remembered her name, Neely. And I was working in the tech arts again. Thank God for that. And uh, <laughs> and there was a chair. And so and so I brought the chair to her. And I, I was, was like, sitting on the floor. Yeah, I was like, Hey, Neely, would you like this chair? And I was just like, Would Who? you like this chair? <laughs> I never told <laughs> he her my name. He never told me. Okay, so you probably Smooth thought that guy. I would remember yeah. you. I can't believe I didn't remember him. I think it was just the Lord, just yeah. like putting this veil up because. I was like, who is he? Um, he's really sweet and handsome. I like how he looks. Uh, but I don't got know why he knows you, me. Yeah. So yeah, that's how, we, that's how we met. And then we just uh, got to know each other like yeah. at church. Yeah. And we were both, without each other knowing, prayed about each other for like nine months. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And then he ends up... Once Neely turned 18 uh, and graduated high school. I invited him to my graduation. He yeah. calls my dad to ask if he could pursue me for a relationship. Yep. Um, that was in May of 2014. We were engaged the following November um, and then married a year later because we had to wait yeah. for my two older sisters to get married because we all got married within 15 months of each other. Oh wow. my gosh. Wow. Your parents months. are yeah. like heroes. They are. They are. Wow. <laughs> so. You guys are patient. Yeah. Oh my really gosh. I, I wanted to was... elope so many times. Yeah. I can't even tell you. Yeah, I, I was bet. like, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Vegas Why are we waiting? Yeah. Yeah. Vegas commercials were a bad thing. It was like, that's a cheap flight to Vegas right there. Uh, Cabo, here yeah. we come. True, but yeah. I was awesome. only 18 when we got engaged and 19 when we got married. Okay. So yeah. we kind of, we had the time to wait, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did it. Hey, but yeah. you know, like for us, like we, we really had time to establish a friendship yeah. and I think like I'm hearing you guys say you guys had that time as well yeah. yes and I think that makes a huge difference mm -hmm. in a relationship mm -hmm. especially when you get like the years down the road mm -hmm. where like you actually hit life bumps yeah. and like life happens to you mm -hmm. and I think like when you actually take time even if it was forced upon you mm -hmm. to 
establish some things, man, it, you don't really give a crap about that at that time, mm-hmm. but the value of what it adds to a relationship when mm-hmm. life does yeah. hit is quite incredible, so actually. Yeah. Um, because I can say for us, like our friendship is probably the thing that has sustained us the most. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we love each other. Yes, we're attracted to each other. Yes, sex matters. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank God for sex. Um, but like those things actually don't matter when it comes to life hitting. Yeah. Yeah. They're yes. not the, the sustainers. And mm-hmm. so I love that you guys did have that time, even though at the time we don't really appreciate those things. Yes, it's but, very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and how long have you guys been married now? Um, four, four and a half years. Four, yeah, four and a half years. Awesome. So you've yeah. probably already seen that come into play where yeah. a lot of that yeah. early on stuff is great and it's exciting, but then it gets into that every day, especially during COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> where you have to just enjoy the person that you married because yeah. you're not getting a different one and yeah. you're stuck in the same house. Yeah. yeah. So you, that friendship comes into play, right? That's the true. things that you already knew, like I know their habits, I know their mm-hmm. their crazy laugh when they're excited or not excited, you know? It's, yeah. it's just yeah, little it's things true. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So you've been married four years and um, tell us a little bit kind of like about your first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just say this. Um, <laughs> this will give you a really good picture about what Jacob was like when, when we first got married. We had been married three weeks, three sweet weeks. And we were, sweet weeks. Sweet weeks. That's a great and way to we describe And uh, we were in the car driving oh, together and I turned to Neely and, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, they, they talk about blind spots in marriage, but that's really all they are. They're just spots. This is, a, this, this is no big deal. Like, I could not have been more wrong. I just, I just kind of sat there and listened to him like, okay. Oh you're like, gosh. yeah, babe, you have no blind spots. Yeah. Like maybe the one you're having right now. Yeah. She was very gracious. She was very oh, gracious. Um, okay, but yeah, the full year. Yeah, I mean, yeah the first year, I think... Well, yeah, I went, we went straight from living with our parents to moving out for the very first time for both of us living with each other. So I think our stories, because we did get married young, we, we didn't have the move out for college experience sort of thing. So we both had to learn to live independently from our parents and it took me and together at the same time. Yes. Yes. That's huge. You guys. Yeah. And both were challenges. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, there, gosh, there are so many factors. It was definitely a hard year because um, yeah. there was a lot. I'm grateful for um, the counseling we got to do that year of our yeah. engagement to mm-hmm. really start establishing communication. But yep. even still, man, that first year, even trying to figure out sex was yeah. two, um, yeah. you know, church-raised children yeah. who... Um, we Whose sex up in is like families. something you avoid and don't talk about yes. and don't do, and it's a bad thing. And now you're supposed to do it and like actually enjoy it all yes. at the same well, time. And I've even had these conversations with my mom. She was like, I, I mean, she was like, I didn't have those conversations yeah. growing up. She didn't grow up in a Christian home, but like she yeah. was like, I, I mean, we and we talk about it very openly now. Like, yeah, yeah. none of us knew what we were doing, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we're all we can only do the best with what we have. But That's right. um, I. I was like, I mean, she gave me a book, and that's what I read, and I was like, I was excited about it, <laughs> but I was like, oh, like it, it took, it took a while to figure. Yeah, it out. and I mean, and I'll say, my, 
I had two views of sex going into marriage. Yeah. Mm. One was a pornography addiction mm-hmm. that nobody knew about because yeah. oh, wow. I didn't tell yeah. anybody. Wow. Yeah. And then on the other side, I had grown up hearing how, you know, like the number one need for men is sex and mm. how men are just these like sex hungry beings. <laughs> and I made an inner vow that I was not going to be that way. Okay. Mm. So not only was my view of sex really mainly through porn, mm. but also at the same time, I did not realize that the desire for sex was God-given. Yeah. yeah. I was just totally not fulfilling that in the way that wow. he made me to. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to shut down that desire. Right. Yeah. In a very convoluted way. So yeah. like when we got married, like Neely wanted me to want her. Yeah. And I thought, I thought my wife wouldn't. Yeah. Wow. 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 And so there was this tension. That's and I didn't yeah. tell her about my addiction until June of... We got married in November of 2015, and I did not tell her until June wow. of 2016. Wow. Yeah, and he, I mean, he hadn't told any anyone. Yeah. anyone. And mm. that had been for years since you yeah. were young. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and it was this thing of like I, I loved the idea of like being desired yeah. and pursued mm-hmm. in that way, and that's what I was expecting. And I went mm. into it, and I even like. I was so excited to talk about sex and like <laughs> just get into like, this. <laughs> I was so ready. And I did not um, I did not want to so, talk about you it. You know what is so interesting right here? I just want to point this out really quickly. Like the very thing that you thought you couldn't want or desire, God actually brought to you. Yes. Um, I'm talking to Jacob right now. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Like what a healing tool. Probably didn't feel like it at first, but what a healing tool, Neely, for you to have that um, desire and that also that desire to be wanted, how God was going to use that to Mm. bring such an understanding to you, Jacob, of Mm. what sex really was all about and that you didn't have to shut that down, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, wow, that's, that's quite incredible, you guys. So how did that, how did that come out? I mean, how did... Because that was a big thing that was obviously hidden from everyone. But now you're with your your new spouse, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be hidden for long. You know, right. just, there's no yeah. way. One person said, and I love this about a marriage quote, that marriage is the ultimate invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So you've got now <laughs> yeah. someone that that's doesn't matter real. how cool and sly you think you are, mm-hmm. they sense you. They know yeah. something's off with mm-hmm. you. So I mean, yeah. I, you don't have to go into a lot of detail or anything yeah. like that. But just yeah. that, that must have been a big thing right yeah. off the mm-hmm. bat. Yeah, it was. It it came about, I did not plan on telling her the day that I woke up that morning, but <laughs> it was a late night conversation. It was probably midnight, and she was telling me how she was feeling like mm. she was not being a good enough wife. Mm. Um, because everybody that we would be seeing, they would be talking about like how like awesome it was for her to be married to me. Mm. Mm. And she was kind of feeling left out. Meanwhile, I I'm living with in a constant state of shame. Wow. And I'm like, and I just started breaking down. Yeah. Um, and she was, and she had never seen me cry like that. Yeah. Wow. I was um, like, what? What's happening? Yeah. And, yeah. And that, and that began that part of the journey. Wow. Um, which. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I remember that having that conversation and, and I was wrestling so much with having married, um, a pastor's son mm-hmm. who, whose family I love, but yeah. yeah, having this for myself, um, I dealt with my own sexual shame for mm. years from whenever I was 12 years old. Mm. And I first experienced 
masturbation in yeah. a way. And yeah. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Um, and it was honestly just discovering my body, but yep. I didn't have the tools to understand yeah. that. I didn't know to talk to anyone yeah. about sure. that. Yeah. Yep. And that was seriously, um, I lived in bondage to that mm. for so long because wow. I just kept it hidden. Mm. And so it, even still, I remember like, and coming to Jacob, like during our engagement, I was like, I have to tell you this, like <laughs> this happened. And I'm just like a mess. Cause I seriously, like, yeah. For lived. you, it felt so shameful. Yeah. Yes. And like, when, yeah, it's a very normal yes. thing. And yeah. that's why like now at this point, I'm yeah. like, it doesn't even phase me to talk about it. Whereas yeah. like, I couldn't yeah. have imagined ever mm. saying that out yeah. loud ever. Like yeah. just the freedom that the Lord has brought from that is so yeah. powerful. But yeah. even still in our marriage very early on, I still dealt with a yeah. lot of shame. Mm. And even within that dynamic initially of like, so wanting to be pursued by him. And I was mm. like, so ready for that intimacy yeah. in our marriage. And he would, res- he would kind of shut down to that. Yeah. And he would, he would respond in, he would act like a little boy in a sense, mm. like his little yeah. boy was yes. coming out. Yeah. And I and, felt like a little boy. Yeah. Mm. And so I was like feeling shut down even mm. more. And like, just, I started feeling more sexual shame in that. And so I remember telling him like, basically I was just kind of like, I just wish that you weren't so perfect. <laughs> like, mm. I just wow. feel like I'm so, I've messed wow. up and I've done yeah. all of this yeah. and I don't think you've ever done a wrong thing in your life. And that's basically <laughs> what I was telling him. Wow. Yeah. And that broke him and I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And you're sitting so, there with all that yeah. internally going, if you only knew yeah. right. how, how shameful. So you're both walking through the shame, right? Yeah. Yes. You're, you're, I love marriage because God takes something that on the outside you have the day and everybody's excited and it's this beautiful image that's created and these expectations and then you get into marriage and God goes, well, this is what I really got you together mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start working on these deep inner parts mm-hmm. that you've never talked about with anybody, that you've never really fully gotten that vulnerable. Because if you think about it, and, mm-hmm. and this is you know what I think God intended for, is when a couple gets together, that first night that they have intimacy, they have sex together, that's supposed to be the first time they've ever seen the opposite sex naked and they're yeah. they're exploring that for the first time so it's supposed to be awkward it's not right. supposed to be right. the pornographic or mm-hmm. you know as you're doing it by yourself in masturbation it's supposed to be something like well i have no idea what i'm doing yeah and yeah. there's a there's actually a security and a joy that comes in that mm-hmm. and so it's great that yeah. god kind of started you guys over again right mm-hmm. on a new mm-hmm. path saying mm-hmm. let's get the shame out of the way yeah. so that you can now begin to have this in a in a purity way that you both can enjoy the experience yeah. yes. yes well and i would add to that like I think one thing that's really beautiful about y'all's story is you both came in, kind of what I was saying earlier, you both came in needing the very thing that the other person had yeah. mm. and and allowing yourselves to be fully honest and transparent with each other in that moment that you had. Um, because really, you both were having to do that. Like You were both having to come super raw in that moment mm-hmm. and it allowed the other person to say the things that they hadn't actually been saying. Um, But secondly, I think what it did is it started you guys on a path to not only find each other, Mm -hmm. but sexually, but to find yourself. Yes. Right? You have to discover who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. You have to know your own heart and mind with sex with your body Mm -hmm. all of those things right and i think what it did is it it immediately allowed there to be a freedom Mm -hmm. for you to know yourselves individually so that you could discover Mm -hmm. who you are as a couple yes and i mean first of all i want to say like 
good for you guys because that is not a moment that a lot of couples are willing to go there. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that out because yeah. you know, there's people, and we never know you know, who this podcast is going to reach, but yeah. there may be a couple out there that they're still in this battle. But yeah. Neither one has expressed, hey, I'm addicted to porn because it could be vice versa. It could yeah, be absolutely. The, oh, yeah. The, yeah. the wife instead of the husband that's addicted because yeah. mm-hmm. the world we live in now is so overwhelmingly... Yeah. Um, stimulated with pornography that mm-hmm. everybody is trying not to struggle with it because it's yeah. in your face all the time. So because yeah. yes. It's such a quick way yeah. and it really is like a drug, pornography, oh, yeah. and they've done studies mm-hmm. where the more you get of it, the less of an impact it has. So you have to see more yes. and you have to see greater links and levels yep. and it just becomes like a dopamine rush where you can't get that anymore. Yep. So then you bring that expectation to your spouse. And yep. the neat thing about you guys is I really feel like the enemy was trying to shame you mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. and give you that false expectation but then you both came clean to each other. You both yeah. came to each other. Instead of separating and running away from each yeah. other, you came to each other and said, I've just got to tell you. That's yeah. that's incredible. Well, and I mean, yeah, thank you guys for, for bringing this up because here's something that we haven't brought to the table with Baron Not Broken yet. And I think it's really key because when you are walking through trying to build your family, mm-hmm. That requires sex. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, if you're going to have your natural children, if you're going to have your own natural children, yeah. that's what it requires. And the reality is, I think there's so many times that there is things like this that can be a hindrance to building your family. And let me let me clarify what I'm saying. Because I don't think that anyone's pornography issue, anyone's right. shame issue is right. keeping them from getting pregnant. No, like, no. we'll yes. never yeah. condone that concept no, no. whatsoever. Yes, it's also you. not your lack of faith yeah. right. yeah. that is keeping you from getting pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what happens in when you're walking through trying to grow your family, there's already so much stress around it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when you have things like this that you're going through and it's an added stress and then to top it off, you're hiding it and you're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. How can your bodies actually connect? Mm -hmm. They can't, Mm -mm. right? Your hearts can't connect, your emotions can't connect and your bodies can't connect. Yeah. Jacob's shaking his head like this. Well, <laughs> it's just it's it's amazing that you would say that because um, I wasn't I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, but I ha- I feel You're compelled like, to it, after Bunny you Ruth. said I now know I have to you say went it. there. Um, <laughs> I did not ejaculate until mm. we were married for three years. Yeah, for wow. that very reason. Yeah, That's great. because it literally felt like wow. a wall. Yeah, yes. mentally. Yeah, and emotionally. Yes. in every way that like it felt. Yeah impossible and i didn't even tell her yeah Yeah. and here's more shame on top of that yeah it's okay so again so the month after i find out we have the conversation i find out that he's had this addiction Mm. um was it the month before the month after that we started trying to we we decided hey We've always wanted a big family. Let's just yeah. start trying we're like, to get we're pregnant. We're going to start right now. Let's just start right now. Why not? What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Meanwhile, meanwhile, it's like it's not like the addiction stopped after right. the confession. Right. right. That's right. still a part. That's a big yeah. journey. That's still yeah. going. That's yeah. a big journey. Yeah. But here's me not still like so excited about sex but not knowing anything about it yeah. that I'm actually not even realizing that mm. he hadn't ejaculated mm. any time that we're having sex and yeah. I'm just kind of like so clueless like yeah and I was too ashamed to even consider that that was happening yeah wow. I just didn't I just did not even let myself mentally yeah. go there yeah. Yeah. yeah until finally like um it was a summer it was two years after that in yeah. the summer in the summer wow. that we were on a vacation we were on a long 
long drive to South Texas and yeah. I like it had been on my mind and it was just mm. it was the Holy Spirit but like I finally was starting to learn and understand more mm-hmm. um, and giving myself permission to to do that and I, yeah. I asked and I was like have you ever ejaculated when we're having sex because mm. this is a year and a half I, I think at this point into trying to get pregnant yeah, mm. yeah. but if there's no sperm coming, yeah. then there's no yeah. That's no a missing baby. ingredient. It's yeah. not like a dash of vanilla. I mean, yeah. this is pretty yeah. much a standard requirement for yes. the combination to happen. That was a great analogy. Yeah. What a great metaphor. Yeah. Wow. And I, Leave it to Jason. Yeah. Oh, no. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and so we have that conversation. And, um, mm. and again, Neely met me with zero shame. Mm. Yeah. She put because that no, could have been a yes. yeah, that could have been that's a, a real a marriage destroyer at that yeah. moment. Yes. Yeah. Because not only are you um, having a conversation that's about intimacy, yeah. right, your mm-hmm. own intimacy, yeah. but now you're addressing the fact that you've been pursuing something mm-hmm. that can't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've developed expectations, you've mm-hmm. developed hopes, you've developed dreams, you've had conversations, mm-hmm. you've been daydreaming, you're talking about baby names, yeah. Yeah. you have your ba- your baby room all planned out. Like all those conversations are happening. Yeah. And so you in both in that moment, like first of all, you could have completely lied yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be honest, like she wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Secondly, you honestly, Neely, could have just moved on past it, yeah. or you could have met him with shame. You mm-hmm. could have continued to be naive in mm-hmm. your words. And so yeah. I think there's so much to that conversation right there. Like, I wish we could like totally just break that down. Yeah. But what I love about it is one, it just shows again another moment in which you came together mm-hmm. and you allowed God to let you be used each of you used to do something mm-hmm. in the other person's heart yeah. and i'm just seeing that pattern already and we're only like three stories in so yeah. um i think there's some beauty for ashes already starting to take mm-hmm. place yeah. and developing mm-hmm. and what you guys are living probably didn't feel like it at the moment mm-hmm. yeah. but can i say something yeah this please. may be helpful like it'd be great to hear from your perspective because i know us men, we we say we're not complicated. We're not because there's many things that we think along the same pathway. Mm-hmm. But you know the mental things that are going on in your head yeah. with that for for years. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of feelings would you attribute to just how your mind was thinking? You know, I, easy one would be inadequacy. I'd feel completely inadequate, mm-hmm. oh. like I was missing something. But that's just me. What was on you? What were you feeling in those years? worthless mm, that's good. Yeah. Mm. it was the feeling of worthlessness and I didn't yeah. really even identify that until probably maybe last year yeah um, mm. but it was it was that feeling over mm. and over and wow. over again and that was why and it was just a cycle you know it's how it works with addiction and that's yeah. why I would like turn to porn yeah, yeah. because it was like every time I just felt this base feeling mm. of worthlessness mm. um, when I would even do something good because then it's like I would get praise from people, but yeah. then I felt like they were only giving me praise because I did something good. Yeah. I felt like nobody actually loved me just for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was all based on doing something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what like radically, and that that's also what radically shifted as we continued having these tough conversations is like Neely continued loving me. Mm. Just the more she saw me. Yeah. Which is what I would have thought would have made her want to stay away from me. Right. Mm. It just she kept coming yeah. closer yeah, that's, that's awesome and it was it was so healing 
Yeah. Hard. That's huge. Really hard. I mean, what yeah. you're talking but, about, I mean, I've we've been married for 19 years, and I've never heard this kind of powerful story from a couple mm-hmm. that's still together. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's still living in the same house. Or together and thriving. And thriving. You know, that, that actually have plans for the future. Yeah. You know, that they're looking ahead for what is our marriage going to be. So to me, I'm going, wow. You know, I can't imagine walking through that. First of all, to face it, you, you yeah. stepped up and you faced it, but then you got to deal with the reality. Okay, we faced it. What do we do now? You yeah. Know, how do we walk it out? Yeah. And yeah. and I think about, you know, one of the reasons we did this podcast, Barren Not Broken, is because you were barren in an area yeah. and broken in an area in that moment. Yes. Yeah. That, yes, it, it's some line or string attached to how it felt about trying to have kids. Well, not exactly. It means you won't be able to have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that you couldn't, but just the natural process of needing it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There were steps not involved, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But to think of that, that is a, a thing that's keeping you barren and broken. Yeah. But through that intimacy that you shared about what you felt, mm-hmm. you start moving towards that healing yes. and out of that barrenness and out yeah. of that brokenness. That's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you guys are so brave to share that today because... Here's the thing, um, going back to what we were saying a while ago, like there are so many couples that are facing this very thing mm-hmm. and, and so many other things. Um, and to be walking around with shame and worthlessness mm-hmm. on top of then not being able to obtain something that you have in your heart, mm-hmm. um, that just adds another layer. You know, right now with what we're going through, we've kind of labeled our feeling and emotion that we feel cheated at the moment. Mm. And there's got to be a sense of like feeling like you're cheating the other person Mm -hmm. um, in that season. And I think what is incredible is that you just kept showing up for the hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And the the sad things that I see happening and in the stories that we're getting back, even with Baron Not Broken right now, Mm -hmm. is that people don't want to have the hard conversations. It's scary as freaking hell to have these kind of conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. to show up and have any of what you guys just said, Mm -hmm. it is... It takes every ounce of every ounce of anything you can muster up Mm -hmm. to have it. And I think... um, I just want to say to you guys, like, thank you for having it, for one. And secondly, then thank you for being brave enough to share it. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that there's some couples out there that need to be reminded you can talk about anything. Mm. Just come to the table and have the hard conversation. And even if it doesn't go so well, come back and have another one. And then that one's going to get a little better. And then come back and have another one. And if you have to have 100 conversations about one topic, Mm -hmm. it's worth the 100 conversations. So that here's the thing. You win what you guys have right now. Yeah. Because it's a rare jewel, Mm -hmm. what you have. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you just show up and you're perfect. I'm a pastor's kid too. Mm -hmm. We didn't just have to get to show up, Mm -hmm. do all the right things, say all the right things, walk the right path, and it happens. Like that's not what this is about. Like we can't actually show up and make it happen. We can't say the right things. We can't do the right things. But we can show up. Mm -hmm. Right? And even if it's not the right thing, and even if we fumble through it, you know? And so I just... I'm just so encouraged that you guys are sharing how you've just shown up to have the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that. And I, I want to give you guys space to share anything else around that. Um, and then I kind of want to veer to 
a couple other questions in it but is there anything else that you guys would share um, just around that thought of having hard conversations around such a huge thing or talk to me a little bit say that first and then I want to go into kind of how it's brought you to where you are today Hmm. yeah I think that conversations are are so hard to have like that because there's a lot of unknown and I think that's where a lot of the fear lies in that is not knowing like what's going to happen if we talk about this like am I I still going to be loved is there going to be something so atrocious that I just don't even know what to do sort of situation Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I think I'm just so grateful for the grace of Jesus because I just remember um, when I would pray for my future husband when I was younger and whenever I was stuck in my own shame, like buried so deep in it, I just remember thinking like, how could I ever not forgive someone? Because I feel like if Mm -hmm. I could be redeemed and forgiven by Jesus, then I mean, how, how could I ever not give that to someone else Mm. um and so even whenever he would come to me with these things and he would be I was just grateful for honesty yeah I mean for me honestly the the biggest thing was just like I just I just don't want to be lied to yeah Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. want the truth even Mm -hmm. if it's like so so hard yeah um and it man it took a lot to like muster up asking those questions yeah I I yeah. No. Um, yeah. I think that's a good point. I love what you just said right there. I'm going to hone in on that, Neely. Yeah. Is you actually had the bravery to ask the hard questions. Yeah. Right? Like a lot of times as women, we want to duck our heads and we don't want to ask the awkward questions yeah. because we're afraid of the answers. Yeah. But what you did is you took a step and you said, hey, I'm going to get over my fear yeah. and I'm going to love my husband enough to ask something that could potentially scare the bejeebies out of me (laughs) or hurt me or or hurt him and so it takes a lot um and it's super important that we um make sure that we as women are awake and aware because there's things that happen on the inside of little nudges that happen and i heard you say like it was it was like the holy spirit like showing you um and i think that that's a really cool thing Thank you so much for joining us on Barren Not Broken. It has been such an honor to be in conversation with Jacob and Neely as they've shared their story. We're wrapping up part one, but we hope that you'll join in with us again for part two.